Did you see that? Yes. Welcome. Hello, hello, hello. Guys, welcome to the Melanated Way. I am Linda. That is April. We are covering Match Me Abroad, season one, episode two on TLC. We are loving it, loving it, loving it. I'm going to go ahead and uh, do some housekeeping. Bottom of the screen, as you can see, is where you can support the show. Much always appreciated. Super chat, super stickers available as well if you still feel led. Uh, and let's take the time to take a moment and go ahead and like and subscribe over on this page, as well as April's page, Holloway Legal, PLLC. She's an immigration attorney slash world traveler <laughs> to get all that on her page. She is streaming simultaneously. Uh, so like Midrife Crystal said, hey there, hit that like for April. Thank you, dear. Thank you, dear. <laughs> Shout out to the live chat. Um, yeah. All right. Let's just jump into it. I love it. I love everybody. I'm rooting for everybody. I'm so excited about this show. I am loving the show so far. And I feel a little bit sad that I have to put that disclaimer so far uh, because I really don't want them to mess it up. Like, I, I, I love the format. I love the people. I think the people are really being genuine. Uh, I'm loving the fact that we're getting uh, culture in there and the different cultures and the travel, all of it. And also, to be quite honest, they're very relatable for many different reasons. All the things that perhaps, you know, are insecurities or things that, you know, you're dealing with if you're, you are still in the dating market. And even if you're not in the dating market, it's just things that we think about a lot. At least I do. I feel like it's very relatable. Same, same. Um, and so let's just jump into it. Okay. I want to, we're starting off with Danica. I want to shout out Sophia DuPont. Sophia DuPont reached out to me last week after the show because, you know, I was talking a lot about Danica's name because I think she's lovely, you guys. I think she's lovely. I think she has great energy. I think she's fun. And I'm super proud of her for doing the work and now putting herself out there. And I'll talk a little bit about that as we go on. But I was, you know, talking about her name. And Sophia so kindly pointed out that I completely missed that uh, apparently her dad's name is Stanley. And so she said, perhaps Stanika is a playoff of Stanley, S-T-A-N, and then the I-K-A, and then the Stanley, L-E-Y, which is quite possible. So I take back some of what I said. Some, some. <laughs> some. Some. Yeah, I, I'm not surprised that this has happened, like using the father's name to make it into the daughter's name with no knowledge that there would later on be an album called Stankonia by Outkast, which would be a lot of jokes. I'm just saying it's, it, I still feel it's a little unfortunate, but if it's an ode to her dad, then, you know, I get it. I yeah. get it. Um, okay, so, <clears throat> Crystal. Yeah, I have a sister uh, named Theodora, because my dad's middle name is Theodore, so. <laughs> Interesting. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you know, I get it. Claim your babies, y'all. Claim your babies. Name them. 
junior and the second and the third. All right. Um, okay, so Stanika, 32, if you guys remember. Uh, straight out of Mississippi. Jackson, Mississippi. <laughs> you know, in school, I learned how to spell Mississippi by that rhyme. M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. Yeah, I still remember it. Oh, that's not what I thought you were going to say. What were you going to What did you think I was going to say? M-I, crooked letter, crooked letter, I, crooked letter, crooked letter, I, humpback, humpback, I. I've never heard that in my <laughs> life. The Canadians would never tell us that there's a crooked letter. <laughs> Ever. We'll have like <laughs> etiquette class, but we're not about to say a letter is crooked. But I love that. You have to teach it to me. <laughs> All right. So she's nervous. She's flying to Morocco. And you guys have to remember, right? She's never been on a date before ever in her life as a 32-year-old. She's never been in a relationship. She's never really left anywhere outside of Mississippi. And so she's going to have a lot of firsts on this trip. She's going to be going on her first date as soon as she arrives. Uh, she reaches out to her matchmaker, Nina. And let me make sure that I have a picture of Nina, too, to pull up for you. Um, <clears throat> I do. So this is her matchmaker, Nina. So she calls. They do a FaceTime. And she's, you know, really just nervous and kind of wants to get that nervous energy out and some reassurance, I think, April. Um, but Nina's not giving her any information. And I was wondering what you all thought about this. So the way Nina does her matchmaking is that she doesn't share any info information about the match. There's no pictures. There's no, like she, he's six foot. She's three feet. She nothing. You get nothing. You show up for your date. She wants to see if there's an actual genuine connection. She feels like if she gives you any information or even a picture that it can be deceiving and take away from that connection. What were your thoughts on that? I like it. I like it because it avoids, because we know Stanika has a little bit of a self-esteem issue. So it'll avoid her looking at the photo and then being like, okay, is this person going to like me or they're too handsome for me or you know, and, and she's not going to have a chance to doubt herself based on the picture or to reject the other person just based on the picture. She's got to go into a blank canvas. I like that. Yeah. I mean, I think that it, it, it does uh, allow you to be more open to perhaps someone that you think that you would not. Do you know what I mean? Like with any of the dating apps, you're swiping, you're swiping on that first like five seconds. And, you know, maybe you, the love of your life is someone that you didn't even spend five seconds taking a look at. Um, April, go ahead and, and do that Mississippi thing. Because apparently, <laughs> y'all know the song she's talking about. Crystal yeah. says, that's the only way I know how to spell it. Raydella says, okay, April. That's, yeah, like when I'm writing it, I have to M-I, cricket letter, cricket letter, I, cricket letter, cricket letter, I, humpback, humpback, I. <laughs> What is, what is, okay, so I only know how to do it. It is M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. So it's crooked so letter, crooked letter is S-S. Uh-huh. And humpback is P-P. Yeah. That is hilarious. <laughs> That's so much more fun to say, isn't it? M-I, crooked letter, crooked letter, I, crooked letter, crooked letter, I, humpback, humpback, I. Yes. <laughs> That's funny. Why are the P's humpbacks? Like I'm not responsible for the rhyme. <laughs> <I'm> just, 
she's like, I don't know what the logic is, but it just. I don't works. know. I don't know. I just imagine like a humpbacked whale coming out of the water. Like, <laughs> Carol, you and me both. You and me both are, are two of the people that are like, what? I like I like the crooked letter. <laughs> okay. I learned something new today, April. Every day with me is something new. I love it. So she's taking a lot of risks. Let's go back to Stanika. She's taking a lot of risk. And I have to tell you that I'm actually really impressed by her so far. And here's why. It it does take a lot to go out of your comfort zone. And um, you know, dating is hard and nerve-wracking as it is. And she is not only doing her first date abroad, she's going abroad for the first time. And what I really enjoyed about uh, seeing her is that she's embracing, she's embracing the journey. She's embracing all of the newness and kind of like just going with it. And I, I don't think a lot of people when things are different and new are like that, especially when they're traveling, right? And I've had right. that conversation many a times with you where you know, uh, the stereotype of Americans abroad is often like, where's the Walmart, where's the Target, and where's the McDonald's, right? And she's not doing any of that. What do you think, April? Yeah, I'm, I'm really proud of her. She is keeping her authenticity. Um, or at least it seems that she is. Of course, I don't know her. Right. But it seems that she is just going to be herself and have these experiences and just see how it goes. Yeah, so far so good. So she lands uh, in Marrakesh and you guys, what I wrote down as my note is literally what came out of her mouth. She gets off the plane y'all and there is this tall <laughs> chocolatey beautiful skin driver with her name waiting to pick her up i was like this is my note a black chocolate driver picks her up <laughs> he has a name i think his name is um abdu uh which sounds to me like an african name i wouldn't be surprised if he was actually like uh Nigerian or Guinean, Abdu. Anyways, picks her up and she's all like, oh, hey. She's like, this is the best welcome ever. <laughs> Crystal said, I said, okay, <laughs> right along with her. So <clears throat> they get in. And one of the things that if you have not uh, traveled abroad, one of the things that is really like a culture shock to you in April, you can back me up and maybe give, uh, a story or two uh, behind <laughs> it is the driving. When you go elsewhere, the driving is not like driving in the West where there are clear rules and regulations and stop signs and stop lights and everyone for the most part follows the rules. When you travel abroad, <clears throat> and a couple of examples I can give, uh, when uh, we go to Accra in Ghana, 
you know, we're all adults, but I've never driven there. And I've never driven there because there are the roads are the roads. There are no, like in, in the West, you have, you know, your white lines and your yellow lines that separate one side from the other. There is not that. You get in your car or your truck or whatever vehicle you've decided that you're going to be in for that day and you drive. That's it. Like, especially like in Kamasi, I didn't see a red light for the longest time. I was like, are, like, you just go. And you got to remember, you're factoring in bicycles, motorcycles, big trucks, buses. And the buses aren't like, hey, there's like a bus stop here and we're just going to pull over. They will stop in the middle of the road. And you can be like, you know, right behind them. And you are prepared to stop because they're stopped and people are jumping off from the left, from the right. It's like a whole situation. So Stanika was like, woo, it is hectic here. <laughs> like, she's like, oh, so hectic. You know, people just drive however they feel. And my note was LOL because that's true. And she's like, there's a car on my left, there's a truck on my right, and there's a donkey, and then the donkey snap, go, donkey, go. <laughs> I was like, that's about right. And uh, maybe midwife Crystal can attest for this. When I was in London, one of the, the roundabouts in England are always like so wild to me because the cars tend to be smaller there, in my opinion. And people drive really, really fast, but it's the roundabouts where you have to know when it's your turn. Because I've there's like a couple of roundabouts um, here in the US, but you can tell that people aren't familiar with them because they almost treat them like a four-way stop. Mm -hmm. You're not supposed to stop. You, you just, you round about. What were your thoughts on that, April? Uh, it was really funny to me because I felt that way too. But, you know, <laughs> I came to realize there are rules. I just don't know them because it's not my culture. I used to ride my bike in Mexico all the time and I crashed into people a couple of times because, um, I didn't know the cultural rules of who moves out of the way when the bikes are coming at each other. And after I was there longer, I started to understand that no matter how convenient it is for me to get over, the man on the bike is going to move out of my way. And I stopped crashing into people. <laughs> Crystal says, I refuse to get a license here because of the roundabout specifically. Yeah, they're no joke. They are no joke. Yeah. <clears throat> so... Um, Abdu drops Stanika off at her Riyadh, which is like her apartment, long-term Airbnb-ish type situation. And I just thought she was super cute. Like she got out, she was like so excited. She's like embracing the moment. <clears throat> and Here's what was just super adorable that I thought. She was like practicing her laugh, <laughs> getting ready. <laughs> I was like, oh, she is so cute, you know? And the other thing that I liked, and you mentioned this off air, April, and it was a note that I made. First of all, I'm loving her outfits. I love how when they get to the country, um, they're little like two minute montage in the beginning she had this beautiful red dress i was like oh that red dress is cute and the yellow dress was cute and she you know living it up i was like i love all of this because that's really what it's about right and if we put it together when we see oftentimes on the shows where 
you know, you see the cast member out shopping and then you, they're just like, oh, I'm shopping for my trip. Here they've kind of pulled it in together. Yes, she went shopping for a trip. And she's also like modeling some of the outfits that she took on her trip. And I got to tell you that considering she was going to a predominantly Arab country, she really did pick well. Don't you think? And because she asked for guidance from her matchmaker and her matchmaker was just like, wear whatever you want. So she did a good job on her own since the matchmaker didn't help her. <laughs> totally. So um, everyone's talking about the roundabouts. Carol said, I live in London two years. Roundabouts outside the city are a great way to keep traffic flowing. We have them in SoCal now. Uh, Raydella says, I don't like the roundabouts. You know, I think it's something that you definitely have to get used to. And if you're not used to it, I can see how it can be a bit challenging. So <clears throat> um, my note says, I'm just proud of her. She has a lot of first. And I love the fact that when she went to meet Nina, she was like exploring because, you know, oftentimes people who've never traveled or have limited travel experience, they don't want to explore by themselves. Like they want to have like a guide or they want to have someone like take them. Like look at Nicole. She spent months and months and months and never left the apartment. Right. And not only being jet lag and traveling halfway across the world, uh, Seneca was just like, let's do this. She mm -hmm. hyped herself up, gave herself a few laughs in the mirror, and off she went. And I just thought that that was a great way to be. Yes, good approach to life. Absolutely. So she meets her matchmaker, Nina, in real life. And, uh, you know, she's like, I'm jet lagged, I'm nervous, I'm excited. And I feel like Nina at this point was trying to figure out, like, what is it that you are most nervous about? And one of the things that she knows about Stanica, is it Stanica or Stanika? I think it's Stanika. Yeah, okay. Um, <clears throat> one of the things she noticed most about Stanika is that she's building her confidence and her self-worth. And she has that weight loss journey um, and story behind her, as well as, like we talked about in the first episode, she's also done the internal work, right? And so she's continuing to work on herself. Um, and part of that is building her confidence and her self-worth back. Now, here's something that I knew was going to be super controversial. Would love to know what you guys think in the live chat. If you guys are watching the replay, let us know in the comments. April, Nina says, <clears throat> and I quote, American men don't really know how to take care of a woman anymore. Arab men are loving. They spoil their women with, and they spoil their women with attention. So she wants to make sure that she finds Stanika, Stanika, I don't know why I keep doing that today, um, a partner that appreciates her for who she is. What are your thoughts on her thoughts, Nina's thoughts about American men? If she's talking about finances, that has also been my experience. But in terms of emotional support and doing their own emotional work to be a good partner, I think all men are lacking in that regard. All men all across the world? All men. All men all across the world. Are lacking in emotional support? Are lacking in being emotionally supportive, supportive partners. I mean, of course, there's like the odd man out who does that kind of work but for the most part the relationships that we see the woman is carrying the large part of the emotional load for herself 
for the relationship, for the kids, and the man doesn't really participate in that. But if she's just talking about money, that's been my experience as well, that I, I've been given a lot more money and gifts from guys from Morocco and Algeria specifically. I would love to know what you guys think. Let me know in the live chat. Again, the statement is <clears throat> that American men don't really know how to take care of women anymore. I'm really curious about that. Uh, but that's what she says. And mm -hmm. I have an opinion, but I'm going to wait. I want to hear what you all have to say first. I want to hear yours. I'm going to wait a minute. <laughs> so all we know about um, Stanika's date is he's 41. Uh, Nina says that he's handsome. He's six foot. He's a tour guide. And his name is Nordy. He wants to find love. And here's for me where the red flag started waving just a little bit. He loves American culture and he wants to move to America. And my note just says red flag. Why did you think that was a red flag? Well, and you know, April, I knew you were gonna ask me that because I know your stance on this. And you know, we have politely agreed to disagree. Uh, for you guys that missed the episode that was very controversial and had a lot of people saying a lot of things. April, do you wanna actually tell them what you believe or should I? I have something to add with respect to Stanika, but I'll just restate what I said earlier for this moment. I think it's okay to search for a partner that lives in the country that you would like to live in. I think that's fine for that to be a factor in your search. Should it be the only factor? No. But can it be one of them? Yes, that's fine. No problem. And I had not really... Um thought about that and so I was surprised so I wasn't surprised that you were going to say ask me that question because it's in line with what you just said right so if someone wants to live in America then you know seek out Americans someone wants to live in Canada seek out a Canadian right like that's that's the logic in what you're saying and so this would not be a red flag to you to me in all the shows that I've watched, especially the Moroccan men, they've all wanted to come to America specifically. And why is that? And I look at just the shows that we've watched and I wonder like how many of them have actually made it to America and have stayed with the person that they were, they originally, you know, said that well, they wanted to be with. Yeah, here's where I would like to know more about her friend. So remember, she's looking for a Moroccan man because she has a friend who's with a Moroccan guy who gets treated like a goddess, apparently. So I'd love to know more about the relationship that she's attempting to model. And in this specific case, unless she's planning to move to Morocco, she has to be matched with somebody who wants to move to the U.S. Right? I mean, that's true. Yeah. But for that to be something that comes up immediately is, is a red flag to me. I'm still mm. thinking with that. It kind of reminds me of like, a, oh, go ahead. Renee says she has no idea. She hasn't dated any non-Americans lately. In response to me asking uh, if you guys believe that Nina is correct in uh, American men not knowing how to treat women anymore. So no idea. I haven't dated any non-Americans lately, but I'm interested in hearing the thoughts of women who have. 
Uh, Joslo says, what else is supposed to happen? If they fall in love, then one of them will move. Laurie says, my second husband is from the UK and he takes better care of me in every way. My first husband, who was American, absolutely did not in any way take care of me and was the opposite of supportive. Um, SG says, they don't want to take care of women. Black women mostly aren't taken care of. White and other women of color mostly are more cared for. And Carol says, we hosted a foreign student at our university. She was from the Ukraine. Beautiful woman and men found her very desirable. She knew she wanted to move to the US and would not date Europeans. Um, I'm going to, that's an interesting, interesting statement. So a lot, it's kind of across the board. So all of you guys are kind of across the board. No one's really said, yes, I agree with the statement or no, I don't agree with the statement. I think maybe Lori's come the closest and saying her experience versus UK and American men. Um, I will say this. I think that. <clears throat> I think that um, it's harder to date in, in America because of the fast pace and and everything that goes on in America. Like, I just feel like there's so many options. You you know, there's dating apps and there's clubs and bars and and everything and anything pop-ups and all the things but like people are not really interacting in real life like they interact online and then you interact briefly with the person that you know you swiped on for two seconds and then you say it didn't work and then you're having a hard time dating and then men are this and this and this and i also do think that we're living in a generation where it's very it's all about like the physical and what you see like how can you how can you really know when you've not met someone how can you know in the first five seconds i'll tell you this if i was on a dating app which i'm not but if i was on a dating app april and i have to swipe through these people maybe those same people should show up like next week because today i might be feeling a certain way and i'm looking at you and no but maybe next week i'm going to look at the same person and say yes it's very, it's very, you know, convoluted. It sounds like you're saying that capitalism has ruined dating by commodifying uh, the dating experience into a money-making process using apps and shopping and restaurants and pop-ups. Yeah, I saw something on said social media where and I'm paraphrasing, but it was basically like, we need to go back to the days where there were like drive-in movie theaters and you went out for ice cream and you went out for walks and all that stuff. Cause you know, if you look at that generation, they have the longest standing relationships. You know, there are people here that they get married and I mean, look at uh, Chris and Jamie, they got married after nine days and then they got, they stayed married for like two days and now here we are. <laughs> Well, that wasn't well thought out from the very beginning. But. I'm just saying. All right. So she's going to have, so Stanique is going to have this date with Nordy 
and uh, Stanika is so nervous. And she's so nervous, April, that she wants her matchmaker, Nina, to go on the date with her. And Nina says that's not something that she normally does. Um, but she will do whatever Stanika wants to do because Stanika is nervous. At, nervous. But at the end of the day, she's also the paying client. Mm-hmm. Right? So mm-hmm. you're going to make your client happy no matter what. Um so she's like, you know what, I'll go with her, make her comfortable. And then, you know, if things go well, then, you know, I'll just go ahead and take a walk and let the two of them work it out. I love the date. So the date's going to be a walking tour date. What did you think of that? I love it because this is apparently his profession. He does tourism. And also Morocco is a gorgeous, if you're into architecture, Morocco is a beautiful, beautiful place uh, to visit. So there should be quite a bit that he can share and talk about. And I love it because everything that I'm telling you that I say that we miss the ball. So now guess what? Not only is she traveling for the first time, not only is she, you know, abroad and she gets to experience this great culture she gets to do it while she's walking which is in line with everything that she's been working on as an individual and you us the viewers also get to see what she sees hopefully from her point of view and i just think that that's it's beautiful that's exactly what i wanted i'm like if we're going to be filming abroad show people from their homes abroad don't right. just show me a two by four cafe where they just like show, have this walking tour. So I just think it's perfect. Uh, one of the things that uh, I feel is relatable and uh, April, you can tell me if you feel the same was one of the things that Seneca is most nervous about is that there's going to be a connection. She wants, you know, she's worried if he's going to like her, or if she's going to like him. And I feel like anyone that's in the dating pool, that's the first thing, right? Especially if you've been, uh, for her, she's never been on a date, but if you've been on online dating and let's say you spent, I don't know, like how much time do you spend talking to someone online before you go and meet them, April? Uh, maybe a week, mm-hmm. unless they want to move a little bit faster. That's okay with me if they want to meet in person faster, but no more than two weeks. Yeah, I think... Listen, if you're investing all this time and, you know, dating is already like, it's like a job. If you're investing all this time and you're doing all the, like, what do you like? And what do you do? What's your favorite color? And do you have an animal? And do you like to go on hikes or ride bikes? Or do you like to go swimming? And how many siblings do you have? All this, all the stuff, right? And you invest two weeks back and forth. And let's say it's daily back and forth. And then you go to meet finally after two weeks and then you guys have no connection. Oh, Lord. Just a waste. Yeah. I would say if I was on the apps, I would say, listen, seems like there's a immediate connection. Uh, The first thing I would want to do is maybe do like a FaceTime. Right. Get a FaceTime type date on. And then within like that first week, we have to meet in person or you should keep it pushing. But then yeah. I too am I am single, so you know, take my advice with the great assault. I like to do a quick FaceTime because for whatever reason here in DC, a lot of people set their location here, but they're not really here. 
Oh, where are they? In Virginia? In other countries. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so I feel like the quick FaceTime will easily expose people who are not really here. And if they dance around wanting to, like they don't want to do it because the apps allow you to do video calls now. Mm-hmm. Um, if they don't want to do it, then I'm like, cut off. What's the benefit of saying you're somewhere where you're not? I think that they're hoping to establish like a connection with someone where either they can convince them to date long distance, mm-hmm. like um, Summit did, mm-hmm. um, or it's a scam. Gotcha. Uh, moving on to, so we're wishing Stanika all the best. You know, I'm not going to show you her date yet because she literally just sees him. He has flowers. And so we'll see it on the next episode and we'll talk more about that. Susan, what are your thoughts on Susan so far? What were your over thoughts on her, her segments before we jump into the details? I, I don't know what to think about Susan. I like her. I'm rooting for her. But I don't know how well she knows herself yet. I think that's very observant of you. <laughs> um, I think, I mean, I agree with you 100%. My note was, I don't think she is as open as she thinks she is. And um, let's talk about it. So uh, she gets to Columbia. And if you guys need a quick reminder, this is Susan 52 from New York. Uh, She's traveled with her fur, what do they call it? Fur baby. Mm -hmm. And first thing she wants to do is get a bottle of wine, but the hotel that she is staying at has no alcohol. It's just food. So I'm assuming they didn't say this, but I'm assuming that she then reached out to her matchmaker Juan and had him bring some wine because he, she meets up with Juan. Um, and he has wine. And she's like, oh, you brought you brought what I needed. Did you notice that, April? Mm-hmm. Right? So let's pop up one for everyone to remember him. This is one. Um, and Juan says, you know, Susan, I feel like the vibe I'm getting from him, April, is that Uh, He feels like Susan's going to be a little bit more of a challenge for him. He says that she has high standards and she, he talks about how when you're older, you have more experience, you get more picky. And um, so it's harder. And specifically for Susan, she has walls up, but he believes in love and he thinks that love moves the world. Do you agree or disagree with him? I, I did not agree with his assessment. But I said, he's got the answer to the questions and I don't. So maybe he knows something I don't know, but I don't, reading down the list, he made it, that it seemed like they were saying, suggesting that her list was too exclusive and it really wasn't. You didn't think so? No. I felt like her list was pretty basic. She could have gone more in depth on what internal things that she wanted for her partner, but he was just like, malleable what does that mean sir look it up you're the matchmaker we'll get to the list because i wrote it down (laughs) and i may have a different opinion than you but um susan even says that she knows she's difficult um but she is looking forward to her first date that she's going to be having tonight and her date is 
with a gentleman named Miguel. He is a mechanical engineer and he's 43 years old. Now, Juan says that Susan has a big list of things that she needs and in her list, right? And I feel like I remember, like there must've been a book years ago where the book said like, write down for women to write down all the things that they're looking for in a man. For, in a man. And I think that that's what she subscribes to or she was asked on a questionnaire, you know, what is it that you're looking for? So on her list, her she's looking for a man that is handsome, empathetic, thoughtful, listens, is a Christian, is funny, is charming, loves to explore, is malleable, verbally, and action. Emotional vampires need not apply. And then, hold on. She also has the hair test where she wants her man to have a full set of hair or a full head of hair. So you're saying to me that you don't think that that's a lot to ask for, right? I don't. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? She's basically saying she wants the only superficial thing she's asking for is hair. She didn't ask for abs. She didn't ask for a certain shoe size. She didn't ask for, um, you know, a, a certain height. Um, she just said she wanted somebody who was thoughtful. She used a lot of words for thoughtful, you know, it didn't, it didn't come off to me like a lot. And I think she's been told that she's difficult because she even said, uh, that she's that it must be a chore for him to match her, and she's internalized that a little bit. But honestly, her list is not that difficult. She went to the she sat and stayed in a date that she didn't even enjoy. She's obviously like an a reasonable okay, so person. Let's let's jump ahead a little bit with that, and then we'll circle back. So you felt like she sat. Do you what do you feel? Do you feel like she was open on that date? She definitely started out open. And then after getting shut down a few times when she was trying to talk, she was like, okay, this isn't for me. Uh, live chat, let me know what you guys <laughs> thought of the date and how the date went and uh, your take on how Susan was and your take on how uh, Miguel was. So, um, Miguel says that there are many needs that Susan has a lot that she requires. And she even says that she's picky, but she says, if you don't say what you want, then you won't get it. That's the philosophy she lives by. And so Juan says, okay, they have another drink. Um, and he reminds everyone that not a single person will have everything that she wants. So he thinks that she uses it as an excuse not to let someone in. So if they don't have all of these things, she doesn't let them in because he's also said multiple times that she has the walls up. And I feel like we also should remember that, uh, you know, she was married at 23, divorced by 26, and she's yet to be in a relationship since then. And now she's 52 looking for love. Right. So 
in my humble opinion, I think that there has to be a, um, a bit of truth to what Juan is saying. And Juan is trying to help her explore whatever those walls are so that he can take them down or help her take them down or guide her. Uh, because I think that what she thinks that she's putting out there from an outside perspective is not what is being translated. Um, Renee says the date was awful. Carol says Miguel isn't going to like seeing himself on TV. He did not come across well. He did not. And Crystal says Miguel can't read a room. Miguel would talk over the room. Renee says, I think the bigger question is, is she offering all the quali qualities she's asking for? And Lori says the date was awful. Susan seemed like she was trying and then just got tired of not wanting, not getting a word in. So, um, uh, here it is. Perfect. Uh, so it's date day. And one of the things that is having Susan kind of second guess is she says, does she trust one in its, and his process, right? Like that's one of the things she's struggling with. And I feel like that's a little bit of like a, you know, cause you really are, you're given control of, of your love life over to someone that only knows you from what you've said, right? So that's going to be a little bit of a balancing act and a trust act. Do you agree or disagree? Oh, absolutely. Right. And okay. Also just a side note, she traveled with her fur baby and just, you know, she's going on a date. So she left the fur baby in the, in the hotel room. That's it. I don't have anything else to say. I just wanted you guys to, to know that that was happening. Because I, yeah, I'll just leave that there. Um, Juan says that Miguel is wealthy, attractive, educated, well-traveled. He passes the hair test. And so he really is using Miguel as a starter point to see if Susan really knows what she wants. Uh, when she says, you know, all the things that she listed about thoughtful, empathetic, handsome, hair, all the things, if those are actually really things that are important to her, he has what a lot of the qualities. So he wants to see, you know, if you say you want this, here he is. Um, so she gets there first and he comes in and it was awkward at first, but I feel like most first dates are like that, right? Like you're like, not sure if that's the person and then like now what um but then they sit down and my note says he cuts her off a lot so he asked her one question and the question was what do you do right and she talked about hedge funds and engineers and managing engineers and all of that stuff and then i guess he took that as a segue because he is a mechanical engineer but he's also like a money person or whatever and Anytime she tried to like put a word in and try to talk, he cut her off and talked about himself. He didn't listen to what she said either. Well, there wasn't much to listen to because she didn't really get a well, word that, in. Yeah, that first question, she said that she managed a hedge fund and then he was like, I'm more into the money side. Okay, what did you just hear her say? 
Yeah, it was it was it was interesting because he was I at first I was like, is he trying to just um do like his highlight reel and be like, hey, these are the great things about me and I'm well traveled and well versed and I'm rich, bitch. No, just joking. That's <laughs> um but it came across to her as him being arrogant, boring. Uh, she noted that he never once asked her anything about her, uh, except for that very first question. Now, he goes on to talk about his watch and how his watch is now worth three times more than it is, and blah, 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 blah. Uh, here's Miguel. He is handsome, um, but I think that he did talk a lot about himself and I agree with the live chat like he is not gonna like how this got edited because he did come across as a bit pompous uh do you want to add anything before I go on maybe more maybe nervous more than pompous but definitely not a listener does a nervous person take off their watch and tell their date that they spent X amount of dollars on a watch and now it's worth three times more. I think it's, I think it's possible for a nervous person or a socially awkward person to have that kind of behavior. Um, if Susan wanted to, she could have helped him out by saying, Hey, I didn't get a chance to finish what I was saying, but I think she's just like, no, it's not going to work for me. But yeah, if you're nervous or socially awkward, you could do all kinds of weird stuff. I don't think that that's him personally. I don't think that he came across to me as being nervous. He came across like, hey, I'm a catch. I am <laughs> wealthy. I got this expensive watch on. Let me go ahead and order for you. Now, li listen here, y'all. I'm about to go off on a little bit of a tangent. There are two things I'm about to go off on. And let's talk about it. First thing, April, do you eat meat? Yes. Okay, for those of us that eat meat, how do you order and cook your steak? Medium rare. So let me know in the live chat, if you eat steak, how do you make or order your steak? This is a real question. <laughs> okay. So... I did agree with her assessment, right? Like first time, first date, you want to see if there's a connection and you don't want to have this elaborate dinner where you have to sit with the person and talk and go through a whole meal with them. Maybe you have some tapas, a few snacks here and there, maybe a drink if you drink and you keep it pushing. And then if you feel like there was a connection then you move on to the, to the next day or plan the next day. But here, okay, so we have medium rare for April, medium rare for Carol and Peggy and Renee, and medium for Raydella. I agree with all of those statements. I personally feel, and I'm being super dramatic here, but coming from a family who has a lot, a lot of culinary artists in the family, Ordering a steak well done is like a red flag. If you are so <laughs> well traveled and so educated and ah, blah, 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 like, well done is basic. 
So you can't date someone who like has a poor palate or puts ranch on all their food. Did you say ranch? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So again, people are going to come for me. Ranch is an American thing. Y'all like ranch on everything. You put ranch on everything, on everything. Ranch, ranch. You go to the salad dressing aisle in the grocery store out here in America, you guys, there's like 10,000 different types of ranch. If you want to like look for a balsamic or, or I don't know, what else is pop like a thousand or Italian or oil, oil and vinegar, like you literally might as well just make your own salad dressing because it's ranch. If you're having salad, you're having ranch. If you're having wings, you're having ranch. If you're having chips, you're having ranch. You just ranch all over. Ranch is like the soup out here. It's so good. <laughs> Crystal says, I prefer rubber well done. I'm aware I'm in the minority. The hood raised me. <laughs> it's okay if you just like to chew a lot. It's um, all right. So he orders... Uh, he orders for them. And here's where I had an issue. You can go ahead and order, but maybe you want to ask her a few important questions. Because he orders her like a ceviche and um, some type of fish. I didn't write it down. Salmon. A salmon and shrimp ceviche. Do you know if A, she eats fish, B, if she eats shellfish, C, if she has any allergies? Did you ask her that before you just were like, hey, this is what I'm going to order for her? Because I didn't see that. Did you? No, she was trying to say like just some small things and he kind of maybe didn't shush her, but he kind of just waved her off to keep on um, ordering. Now, when they have these kind of meals, does the production pay for it or he still would pay for it? Production. This is production has rented out that whole space and people in there are either real customers that have said, yes, I'm, I'm happy to be on camera and have signed a waiver for their likeliness or they're a bunch of extras. Um, but the food is real. The food is prepared ahead of time so that when like, the kitchen would have known that this is exactly what he was going to order and then they bring it out but it's already paid for by production yeah it's like maybe he was making the most of his free meal <laughs> i mean that could be it i mean that could be it for sure <laughs> uh so um susan is not really feeling miguel she thinks he's dry and opinionated and she definitely feels like it's not a love connection. And she goes and gets, she's like, I'll be right back. And she spends, you guys, she spends like 10, 15 minutes in the bathroom talking to the production, telling them that this is not a love connection, how she can get out of it. She's having, you know how Nicole was in the bathroom, but having a full on conversation with production. That's exactly what uh, she was doing here. Susan was doing here in the, in this situation which i thought was hilarious have now, you here, ever left a date like in the middle just just left it yeah yeah I, I think she should have too she wanted to i have done that more often than not one time one time april i show up at the date and it's a midday date right so i was shocked about this i mean and i'm not against day drinking but like what i'm not 
about to do is show up and you're wasted. This dude was so lit that I was like, what is happening here? So I get there and it's a cute spot, whatever. It's the middle of the day. I'm like, I'm more like casual, like let's go with the flow thing. He had a full on suit on, which is fine. And he had a martini in hand. I sit down and he orders a martini, even though he doesn't know, but like if I'm, if I want a martini, right. But then he's like swaying. I just knew he was wasted. Wasted. Wow. My martini comes and he goes to like drink his martini and he spills it all over me. And I was done. And, you know, a lot of my guy friends said that I didn't give him an opportunity, that maybe he was super nervous and he showed up early and started drinking and maybe he didn't eat anything and that's why he appeared to be super drunk and I should have given him a chance. Well, like, what would we have talked about? He's friggin' wasted. He was already, like, what is the saying? Ten sheets into the wind? Yeah. Before I got there. So, like, there was no way there was going to be any type of anything. (sighs) But get on her for trying to stay and stick it out. Well, she was really trying to leave the (laughs) state, but I think the only thing that kept her there was the cameras. (laughs) Now, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about before we move on to the next person is it's so interesting how two people can see one situation completely different, right? So Susan says, uh, assesses the date and says, he's dry, opinionated, Definitely not a love connection. He says, date's great. She's a a cutie. They have a lot to talk about. He says he didn't want to come across as a show-off or whatever and wanted to let her talk. I was like, does he think that that's what happened? Is that really his assessment? Because she didn't get a word in. And you don't want to be a show-off, but then you talked about how much your watch was and actually took it off. Like, are we... Carol says he was being gracious. He was being gracious. He, He didn't listen to... The one question he asked her, he didn't listen to the answer to it. And then she showed expert... This is a pet peeve of mine. When you're a woman and you show expertise in something... And then the man still insists that he must teach you about that thing. That is a pet peeve. She showed expertise and watches. She's very interested in watches. And he still proceeded to try and teach her about the quality of his watch. I just said, or she just said, she knows watches. Yeah. Best line in her segment. She's like, I'm steak stuck. (laughs) All I want you to do is maybe have a couple cocktails, some appies, and leave. But now I'm steak stuck. <laughs> and you know your steak stuck, especially because he ordered his steak well done, which takes a lot more time. So she's plotting her escape, um, but that's not going to be in the cards for her. And there's a couple of reasons that it's not in the cards. It's because, you know, she's on TV and there's camera people all around. Um, so instead, she just decides that she's going to stay in the restroom for as long as she could. <laughs> she finally comes out when the food is dropping to the table. 
And he decides that he, his word is going to give a verbal resume about who he is, where he grew up, about, he even brought up an ex relationship on, you know, the first day, which, you know, everyone says is a no, no. And she thought that the skies were opening up for her and she was about to be able to leave the date because she heard thunder. She's like, is it about to rain? And, you know, they're clearly on an outside patio or part of an outside patio at this restaurant. So she feels like the Lord is saving the day. We're about to be rained out. So she wants to use it as an excuse. She's got these white pants on. She gets up and runs. But, you know, of course they have uh, consideration for rain. So they just they close the patio roof. <laughs> April, she was so disappointed. <laughs> she was so disappointed. She's like, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to wrap this up myself. <laughs> so it's not a it's not an act of God, it's not mother nature. None of this is working for me. She's steak stuck, y'all. Um, so she sits down and She's like, you know, I my pants are wet now. You know, we should probably just wrap it up. He's like, what? No dessert? And she's like, no. And then he wants to see her again. He's like, oh, well, we, we should see each other again. And she looked at him all puzzled. <laughs> and she's like, this is not a love connection. And even after that, April, what did he do? He still wanted to go out with her again. He said... April, he said, oh, you know, that's, that's how women are. Like they come and they like, basically they're going to, they're going to show up and they're only going to give you a little bit because you know, it's a first day, but, but she'll want to go out with me again. Uh, someone in the live chat said he cannot read a room. You are clearly not reading this woman and you're not reading the room. No. Terrible first date. Yeah, first date, not listening, mansplaining, um, not being able to accept her individual choice and blaming it on all women being one way. Just so many things wrong with Miguel. So many. Uh, I think Carol didn't hear our thoughts about the dog on in her first episode. Do you want to address this question? I do not understand it. I think it's limiting her ability to be able to date freely and explore the country. That part, Carol. Everything that April just said, I second that motion. Um, okay, we're moving on to. Uh oh, we lost Linda. She'll come back soon, I'm sure. Yep, there she is. Yeah, I just I don't know what I just did. I was trying to um hold on now, you guys. I was trying to get over to Natalie and now I have to do something else. I'm so excited for Natalie to be on the show. Oh, we're not done with him. Okay. No, we are. I was trying okay. to go to Natalie and I don't know, I just popped myself off of my own show. <laughs> And then I was like, oh, I was looking, I was like, what's happening right now? <laughs> Hello? 
Okay. Yeah, I'm so excited to to see her on the show. I like to think myself like a diverse person who's met and been around a lot of people. I've never hung out with a person from Sri Lanka. This is going to be a whole new experience for me, learning about the culture and the language and and everything. How fun Aww, for me. I love that. I love that. Okay, so like we learned last week, you guys, uh, there is going to be multiple people with one matchmaker so we are meeting natalie for the first time and i'll give you what the synopsis says before we get into it so natalie it says california natalie is on the hunt for something new and exciting she'll have to leave behind her conservative sri lankan mother and get out of her comfort zone in order to find true love in columbia what we learn about natalie is that she she too uh loves colombia did a study abroad in colombia and loves colombian men now and so she is going to have the same matchmaker as susan one one is her matchmaker so overall thoughts on uh natalie for her segment before we jump into the details april open honest it seems a great relationship with her mom um even though mom it's not ideal for mom she seems supportive um so i'm excited i loved everything about it i can super relate to everything that natalie is going through as a first generation african i loved i love that you guys are seeing this and i i talk about it a lot we talked about it a little bit yesterday how there is this balancing act between like for me being a Canadian, but also being an African and, and Natalie talked about it a lot, uh, her balancing, you know, being an American, but also being Sri Lankan, also being raised by a clearly conservative family, but also wanting to do your own thing. For me, she's super relatable on so many levels and I'm excited and I'm excited because uh you and i often talk about culture and i give you like you guys little snippets on on how was i was raised and and what my personal culture was like um and so i just find it super relatable and like all of it down to like her going to uc berkeley and like my family having a whole intervention because i was supposed to do the whole law thing and law school and I'm looking over here like you guys can see all my books, but you can't. So she, all of it. So Natalie, 25. I've never heard of this, so I'm not sure if I'm going to say it correctly. Um, and I could have looked it up, but I didn't have enough time. Is it uh, Men Menifee, California? Oh, I don't know. M-E-N-I-F-E-E, -E, Menifee. If I'm saying it wrong, you guys, I'll look it up. But you guys, I'm sure will, someone will tell me. Y'all like to correct me and I'm all for it. Mm -hmm. uh, but she's from California. I'm assuming it's a smaller town in California. Um, she went to UC Berkeley. She's now applying to go to law school, which is right up the alley, you guys, for every single immigrant family. Okay. I'm going to tell you this. Every single immigrant family, they, you have a choice. And I'm going to tell you what the choices are. You can either be a lawyer, a doctor, or engineer. Pick it your life trajectory, that is what they want. And when you go off the life trajectory, you have issues. And it, it's like a, it's a whole like, ooh, <laughs> let's get through this maze. 
anyway um she loves life she loves doing odd things she feels like she's a little bit crazy a little bit rock and roll first generation sri lankan american uh raised in a very conservative uh view in life with her family and she's torn between two worlds um then we meet her mom and her mom and her have obviously a very close relationship uh but her mom is definitely into the whole pre-arranged marriage and has been setting her up for some time her mom thinks that the last man that she found was her quote best match uh because he's well educated he was tall and everything was fine with him what we learn here which we can also apply to rishi in the other way in his family one of the things that natalie's mom was concerned about and is concerned about is that not only are you basically not only are you marrying this person you're marrying their family and you mm -hmm. want to, for them they want to make sure that their families mesh everything is equal in the family so that the families are part of this whole situation um and so that's why the mom feels like this last match that she made for natalie was perfect because he's all the things he's educated but most importantly his family and our family get together and and connect and are relatable natalie feels like her mom dominates her dating life and um the biggest thing like i just said for her mom is that whatever she does in her dating it has to meet the expectation of her family and they call it proposals but natalie said basically it's like arrange marriages so you you get a picture of someone and she says you're told here's a, a picture of a guy do you like him do you like him you like him you either like him or you don't like him if you like him then you get the proposal the proposal basically is like you get together you say yay and boom, you'll be married by next week. I'll say a little immigration thing here, just in case somebody in the replay sees it. Yes. If you go through one of these kinds of marriages where your family presents you the person, you marry them, then you file a petition for them. If it turns out that some of the information that was provided for their background was not true, that is not a basis immigration wise for you to withdraw the application, okay? It happens more frequently than um, people like, obviously. Um, if you're, the paperwork's already been submitted, the first residency's already been approved, and you find out that person didn't really have a degree, um, they don't really have the work history to be able to get a job once they get to the US, it doesn't matter. I've had so many consultations with people who want to withdraw, like get somebody's residency snatched from them when they found out about the lies. Mm -hmm. It's not possible. There you go, you guys. Know what you're getting into. Um, and so <clears throat> the guy, this last guy that the mom um, matched up with, she just really felt like she didn't have a connection with them. She keeps telling her mom that, but I don't think her mom is hearing her, right? She's like, you know, I just did not connect with them. The mom's like, but he's perfect, but I didn't connect for, with him, but he's perfect. Yeah, that's because mom is like, romance is not everything. So oh, mom yeah. is not taking into account that factor when she finds the matches. Like, 
Natalie's obviously okay with somebody matching for her, but mom's not listening to what she wants. Yes. Because mom is factoring all the things that mom thinks is important, right? The stability, mm -hmm. the education, the looks, the social status, the family. And Natalie's like, dude, I we need to have a connection. I need to be attracted to him and connected to him. And that just doesn't seem to have been happening. Now, one of the things I think that is interesting is that uh, she herself says that she's never dated a Sri Lankan man, um, but she did travel abroad like Susan did and went to Colombia on a student exchange or you guys call it, what do you guys call it? For a study abroad. study abroad. Yeah. For a study abroad. Uh, and so she went to Colombia. She loves Colombian men from that trip. She says they are sexy and confident and she's hoping that they will help her with her feelings of being sexy and confident and take her out of her own little shell because she is not comfortable in her skin in that way, which is crazy, guys, because, again, this is how, like, when you see someone from the outside, you really don't know what people are dealing with on the inside because she's gorgeous. She's drop-dead gorgeous, you guys. She's super beautiful. She's got a great personality, So it seems like, so far. She's open to, like, life um and likes to live life but you know she has her own insecurities which again i just think is like also relatable you know this is um because i grew up in like a strict christian culty background this is like so typical like it's so typical to see girls who are so beautiful that i grew up around and they don't feel like they're sexy at all they don't feel like they're pretty even sometimes yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just very interesting. And then April, there was this weird little, and all I put this is my note: booty, bidet, clean. Super random. Don't you think that that whole little two-second segment was random and came out of nowhere? Yeah, I wanted a follow-up question about exactly what that meant. Like, yeah. what what has she experienced, or right. what has she seen? And that... what, and. What's the backstory on this? <laughs> Why was that just like a one sentence with no backstory? Yeah. I, my mind went all the way left and all the way right. Like there were, and there was a lot in between y'all. I, I was like, this could be a lot of, it could be sexual, it could not be sexual. It could be like a specific like um, OCD thing. Like there, it just, there was a lot. It was random yeah. and guess what? We didn't get to find out. We didn't. She had another throwaway sentence earlier that we didn't get more information on. She said she hadn't dated a Sri Lankan guy because there were too many expectations. What expectations? I want to know more about that, Natalie. Mm -hmm. uh, she too went shopping for her trip to Colombia. She went with her mom. And, uh, you know, her mom is being open to her going to Colombia, but her, I feel like her mom is like, yeah, go to Colombia and do whatever you gotta do. But like, you're not going to stay in Colombia cause that's, that's not our plan. And, uh, you can go and think that you're going to get this matchmaker, but this matchmaker doesn't know us. He doesn't know our family. <laughs> matchmaker doesn't need to know your family. Just needs to know Natalie, mom. <laughs> Um, and so the mom gives like the whole lecture about <laughs> life is not all about romance. 
And so she wants to make sure that when Natalie goes and gets matched up with someone that she's not just romanticizing and using that solely as the factor of the man that she wants to be with. She's like, don't do everything your way. You need to think about your parents too. I was like, see, that's that whole cultural thing where you have to like, it's like you're dating the whole family, mm-hmm. right? You're dating this person, but you're dating everyone that's part of the family and the family wants to be involved and make the decisions as well. Um, so Juan, again, like I said, Juan is going to be her matchmaker. Juan says, you know, this is a unique situation for him as well, because Natalie is young and beautiful, but she comes from a strict culture. And, you know, the mom wants to find a partner for her. When he's asked if he's a better matchmaker than the mom, what does he say? What does he say, April? I was looking at Carol's of course he's better. Oh yeah, I was looking at Carol's comment too. I, I think that has that sounds accurate, but I didn't know it was like so widespread. Uh-huh. So Carol said we've hosted over a hundred foreign students. Some are super focused on personal hygiene and don't think we Americans are very clean. It's common to use water rather than paper for self-cleaning and they perceive it as cleaner. Yeah. I actually it's funny that you say that, Carol. I read article uh, article probably last week where it's like 70% of the world uses bidets and it's like the West that doesn't. So more people use bidets than paper for cleaning in the world. So that being said, Juan is all about taking Natalie on as a client. Um, and he thinks that he's going to be able to do a better job than her mom. And the mom is like, you can go to Columbia, but I will not stop looking for your match. So go ahead and go there, get it out of your system. And when you come back, I'll match you up. <laughs> for Natalie, I think this experience will be less about finding a husband and more about finding herself, which is a win. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the fact that, you know what, at the end of the day, she's going to be able to stand on her own two feet. You know, as as someone who is considered broke the family, because, you know, all my family is in one location and, you know, they have all the things to say about all the things, it, it will be important for her to, like you said, find herself and find out, you know what, you can do it on your own and you still can be very close to your family. You could have both. Yeah, you can find a way. She'll find a way. She will. And last and certainly not least, y'all, Harold is in the house. Harold. Oh, Harold. That's all I kept saying all episode. Oh, Harold. Now, uh, Katerina is Harold's matchmaker. Uh, What were your overall thoughts of his segment, April? Um, I'm going to enjoy watching this, but it's going to fail. He's, he's going to fail. He's not going to find his match. I don't think that Katarina has shown herself equipped to find a match with him. And perhaps she wasn't given the right information to even make a match for him. This is going to be all I'll say, you guys, is buckle up. We are <laughs> in for a ride. And it is going to be bumpy. 
Oh, Harold. Okay, so he's landed in Prague. He feels great. He feels a little bit tired, though, but he's energized because he absolutely believes that he is going to find his wife. So much so that he believes on his first day he's going to fall in love. He just absolutely knows as a matter of principle and fact that his wife is in Prague. Now, as you see, um, you know, the suspenders, I feel April are going to be an issue at some point because they were brought up in the first episode and they were brought up again in the second episode. And, you know, they don't do anything that doesn't like, they just don't do anything for no reason. So they're forcing us to make sure that we remember about his suspenders for some reason. Linda, look, the man said his waist is shrinking and he needs <laughs> to wear his braces. He did say that. <laughs> he said a lot of things, April. He said a lot of things. Um, so <clears throat> what was interesting about this too is is with the other uh, two matchmakers, we see that maybe their matchmaking agency is either bigger or they do things differently because they had people, representatives pick up um, their clients. But in Harold's situation, either Katerina is more hands-on or maybe her operation is a little bit smaller. Regardless, she's the one that picks them up at the airport. And uh, her first impression of him is that he has a boyish energy and she feels like she's welcoming her younger brother. Um, and she feels like she's going to have to look after him while he's in Prague. One of the things that I was kind of proud of him, April, is that, you know, it looks like for the three-week stay, he traveled light because she was surprised on how little luggage she had with him. And they get in the in her car, I don't even think it was a ride share. I think it was her car because she was driving. And he talks about how he hopes to meet his true love. And she hopes that he meets his true love because she really is, um, what did she say? Uh, romantic at heart. But she also acknowledges that they're going to have a lot of work to do. And I was like, that is the understatement of <laughs> the decade. Yeah. So Do you want to add something? Um, I don't, well, maybe I'm wrong. I don't think that he interpreted her first comment correctly. I thought when she said he had a boyish and boyish energy that she was talking about uh, the way that he carried himself, but he interpreted it as like how healthy he was. Yeah. So we're going to, so yeah. So, and yeah, so there's a couple of things I want to say about that. Absolutely. He missed that. I feel like, he talked about how he, uh, with a person who is autistic, for him specifically, he needs someone to be more direct. And I think that she was not direct enough in that situation. Like, if you think he's immature, then tell him that because that's how he's going to translate it. But if you're saying he has his boyish energy, he's translating it. Oh, yeah, I mean, like, young and I look young for my age and all the things. So, yeah, I eat well, sleep well. So... I'm disappointed in that and I'm wanting some confirmation from her because she did say in the first episode that she has experience with um, autistic people and dating. So like, I need some clarification for sure. So she says that she's hoping to find Harold true love if he's open to her suggestion 
first suggestion or first comment she makes is his impression. He comes across as a young boy and she says to him that he doesn't look his age. So if she was trying to say you come across as being immature, then she should have said that because as soon as you say young boy and don't look your age, I would think the same thing. I would think, oh, you think I look, you know, young and fresh. Cool. I eat well, sleep well, which is what he says. Yeah, her language has to be much more precise. Um, second thing, she, her recommendation is that she's like, how tall are you? And Harold says he's 5'8". And she's like, are you really? Because you look to me 5'6", rather. And then he says, I'm getting older, so maybe I'm shrinking a little bit. Did you believe that or do you think he was lying, April? I don't believe that. I think that he was lying and that he knew he was lying. Facts. Facts. That's what I think too. Now, this was the line of the episode for me. It was the line of the episode for me. And I loved it. And this is the line that Katarina said. If a man has strong charisma, he can be as short as Napoleon, but I really need my clients to tell me the truth. So go ahead and be a shorty, but you can't be a shorty and a liar. Right. You can be a shorty with a great, great uh, charisma and attitude, but you can't be a great attitude and short and be a liar. <laughs> right. But he's probably watched these shows and is like, well, and lied about his height. Right. Uh, she goes on to say, you know, if you lie to me, then it's just not a good look. Because if you're lying to me, then you're going to lie to your future partner. And I, it's just not going to work out. So you have to be open and honest. Uh, with your matchmaker, because if, if you're proving to be a liar, then she's not going to be able to match you up appropriately. And the third and something that I continue to say, there's a reason that they keep bringing up. Uh, she asked him, do you always wear these braces like this? And he's looking at her like, what? Oh, suspenders? And she's like, well, you know, in the West, you call it suspenders. We call it braces, but yes. And then he says, yeah, because my waistline is shrinking. But again, I didn't believe him, April. I don't think it's about his waistline shrinking. I think that he just, he likes his suspenders. He likes these braces. He likes this look. I think he just likes it too. There's something about it that is comforting to him. Yeah. And he should just say that. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, Joslo says, I thought she was going to take him clothes shopping for a makeover, but I saw in the preview he was wearing his suspenders in the paddle boat. And she'd already expressed concern about whether he was going to have proper clothing. So maybe her comment about his suitcases was actually more like, do you even have like good dress clothing to wear on your dates? Mm, could be. Really could be. Crystal says, I mean, belt exists. <laughs> but what fun would that be? What fun would that be, Crystal? 
Uh, Katarina says, and I don't think I pulled her picture up, um, just a friendly reminder so that we are all on the same page. This is Katarina. Katarina says Harold's going to be a challenging case for her, but she's here to support and guide him if he is open to it. I think that that is really going to be the challenge for both of them. I think that, yes, he indeed is going to be a challenge, but it's going to be a challenge for her, especially if she wasn't as truthful about working um, with autistic people before in a dating environment, right? Like you can't just think, in my opinion, you can't just think that, oh, I'm going to baby handle him and think that that's going to be enough. You're going to have to be very, very direct. You're going to have to mean what you say and say what you mean. And you're also going to have to tell the people that you match him up with that this is what they're walking into and how they're also going to have to be in order for him to clearly understand and connect on a proper level. Do you know what I mean, April? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's the way that we honestly should be with, with everybody to be like direct and clear. Um, But you know, he really needs it. He really needs it. He's got his, his money in this and his heart in this. And, you know, she's should provide him the service that he's paying for. I am looking forward to all the dates, you guys. I cannot wait to see what these dates look like. Like I, Honestly, I just can't wait. I can't wait. Look at scandalous. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> scandalous said on the bright side, he wasn't wearing a leather trench coat like 90 Day David. <laughs> You know, Scandalous comes in and just drops these bombs and they're always so hilarious. Uh, Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to the dates. I'm really looking forward to meeting. And you guys, again, we have not met all of the cast members. I think that there are two or three left uh, that we're still going to meet. Or Top Hat. That part, Caesar's Top Hat. Oh, Lord. Y'all are victimizing me. We've sent like some the worst dressed representatives from America to the Czech Republic, uh, Ukraine area. <laughs> Guys, I'm loving the show though. Overall, I'm loving it. I feel like it's a breath of fresh air. Um, oh, hey, Clara. Hey, girl. Hey, I'm so glad that you caught our live stream too. Hello. Hello. Um, but we are wrapping up, Clara. So next time. <laughs> You guys, make sure you like and subscribe over here at The Melanated Way, as well as pop over to April's page, who is streaming live with our show right now as well, Holloway Legal, PLLC, and uh, let's do something fun before we end out the show. Okay, okay. And so, interested. You're interested? Yes. Okay, let's do something fun. Here's what we're going to do since we're, this is a dating show. Um, and we're following people. Wasn't it a goldenrod shirt? Oh my God, you're so funny. Uh, okay, so it's a dating show. And we are, as I've just popped in my head right now, so we're going to go with it. We are going to go on a dating journey. And I'll write it down so that we can refer back to it week to week. Okay. Um, so it's going to be Linda's list versus April's list. And we are going to be kind of like Susan, and we're going to list out what we look for in a partner. And and we're going to just name one thing each time, and then 
at the end of the season, we'll tell everyone our list. And then I'll see if I could bring like, we could do like a bachelor type show. I'll see if I can bring some like people on and we'll see. I'll figure it out, but it will be fun. Okay, so let me find a clean page that I haven't used. I'm already done. I wrote my word, which is also a person. Okay, Linda and April. April, okay. I'm gonna call it our lovers list. <laughs> All right, what's your what's your one thing that you're looking for? Jadena. The what? Jadena. Jadena? Yes. The artist. Oh Lord, I already regret this. <laughs> I already regret this. <laughs> Okay, no, I'll I'll be serious. I'll put a characteristic. So for my characteristic, I will put curious. Because I think Jadena is curious. <laughs> he is Crystal, isn't he? Yes. Okay. Is your breakfast, your lunch, your dinner. Oh God! <laughs> what was happening? I feel like we were almost out of here, and I had to have this idea, and now we've just gone off the rails. Ah! Okay, so my word is going to be humorous. Good word. I like that word. All right. So we have a running list and every week we will add to it and we will come up with our dream partner by the end of it. Perfect. All right, you guys, thank you so much for uh, being here with us. We appreciate you guys in the live chat as well as all of you guys that are going to be watching the replay. Again, don't forget to like and subscribe and tell a friend. Tell a friend. Send it to a friend. Do all of it. we can all be friends. Um, and then uh, for those of you guys, that are watching the replay, uh, let us know if you like this time slot for this show for the East Coasters as well as everyone abroad. All right, toodaloo! Toodaloo! And I, crooked letter, crooked letter, I, crooked letter, crooked letter, I, humpback, humpback. <laughs> Bye, guys.